Hello and welcome to the One Hope Podcast, where faith and life connect. A podcast done by One Hope Church in Gig Harbor, Washington. Enjoy! Greetings, podcast listeners. Welcome to the One Hope Church Podcast. Here in the fall of 2023, today is November 1st, All Saints Day, the historical day of the church year in which we would remember those who had died in the faith, those saints, those who are hallowed. And uh, as you might guess, uh, we do have a long history in the church of having vigils on the night before of these sorts of things. And so All Saints Day, while it may not be well known to everybody, the day before All Saints Day is very well known to everybody because it is, of course, Reformation Day. So, happy day after Reformation Day. It's a, it's a great day to be here thinking about that Reformation Day and all those, all those traditions that have sprung up over the years surrounding Reformation Day. Some of them very surprising. Kids dressing up as their favorite apostle, going door to door, knocking and when the door would open they would ask law or gospel and uh if they answered gospel then the tradition would be to give them candy the sugar being a symbol of the sweetness of of forgiveness and salvation and being with god and of course any of those those kids who answered law instead of gospel well they got lutefisk because frankly they kind of deserved it and today we still celebrate this this uh, this uh, event. Uh, and today, had no idea what some of the apostles looked like or dressed like. I don't really recognize most of them today when they come to the door. Usually, when the kids come to the door, uh, dressed up in a in a costume of an apostle, I don't know. I find that um, it's kind of a fun game to ask them which apostle they are, and if they sit there and give me kind of this dumbfounded look. That's the perfect time to whip out my small catechism and just start with confirmation questions. It's great. Great fun. Uh, And uh, if you missed out on it this year, I I highly recommend it to be part of your Reformation Day celebrations next year. At any rate, this is James with you again after a a false start last time. uh, Missing out on my podcast assignment day. I apparently am technologically challenged. And uh, try not to let it bother you too much that I'm responsible for aviation safety. But nevertheless, whatever happened, I I did not get the message. Did not get the reminder on my phone. Missed my podcast. So I'm happy to be back here again today. uh, Back in the saddle to pick up this verse from Galatians chapter 2. Verses 15 to 21. I guess not verse, but this set of verses. It's um, well known that um, Galatians, while we always talk about Romans, might be the heart and soul of the gospel and in the, in the, in the, in the teachings of Paul, it's often um, understood that Galatians was Martin Luther's favorite book because it, it just spells out so beautifully what really it is, uh, what the revealed righteousness and grace of Christ is. So in the greater theme of our fall readings, when we talk about things like 
why would Pat pick that? Why would Pat Lelvis pick these verses? Uh, I kind of feel like this one really is why wouldn't Pat pick this? Kind of like why wouldn't Pat pick Roman 3, 20 to 24? Some of these are just no-brainers. I think that's the answer here. Pat picked this verse because it's a no-brainer. It's so deeply uh, embedded in what makes us Christian, what makes us different uh, as a faith, and in that how our faith is rooted in our hope in Christ and that alone. So, getting into the discussion a little bit. Galatians um, 2, 15 to 21, it, it follows a little bit of a scene that we've discussed before. If, you're, uh, if you've been listening to these podcasts over the years, some of this might sound familiar to you. I've actually talked about this very scene where Paul kind of dresses down Peter for not really standing up to the, quote, men from James who, uh, who had come down and were preaching a gospel of circumcision and uh, who also were, actually I might be mixing up my references there, but I know they, he, was, he dressed down Peter for refusing to treat the Gentiles with whom he ate and, uh, and, and lived to, to treat them as fellow Christians in the presence of these, these quote, men from James who came down. And there was a, there was a lot of sort of, I guess, social... Uh, issues related to how the Jews were trying to process what are we supposed to do now that we've been saved by grace, the, the Christian Jews. But the law clearly says, hey, we need to, we need to stay away from these sinners, these, these Gentiles. Eating with them is, is sinful. If, if we eat with them, we're sinning. So how can we even do that? Uh, and so it, w- it was a fair question. Uh, but Paul dressed down Peter for not really standing up for what everyone at the at the kind of head of the church, head of the faith, knew and understood, which is that all that law, that's not what saves us. They all knew it, and they all understood it, and they were all unified in their belief of it. But sometimes uh, it was challenging for them to to stand up for that. And this is a case of that. So after Paul talks about this episode in which he, he talks to Peter about this, he then goes into this passage here, starting in verse 15, in which he kind of lays out his case. And he starts with what I think is kind of an interesting verse where he says, we Jews have uh, the law, or we know the law, unlike those Gentiles who are sinners. And I almost feel like if it were possible to see it, I almost feel like there'd be air quotes around that word sinners. It, it doesn't have it in the Bible, but it really sort of strikes me as a pretty ironic point there, because then he launches into this long section about how we're all sinners, whether we have the law or not. And that's really Paul's fundamental point here. Is he's, he's really trying to lay out this issue of the difference between justified by the law, justified by the gospel, which is so much at the heart and soul of the book of Romans. And, and Paul's argument essentially goes more along the line, kind of along the lines of this that if the law could justify, then why do we need Christ? This whole passage ends with, if we could be saved by the law, then Christ died for nothing. That, that's like his exclamation point on the argument. Um, but what he's really saying here is, 
let's think about it in, in some terms of, so we know the law doesn't justify, and he's talked about that in Romans. No one will be justified by the law. But he's kind of going another, a, a little bit more of a mile, mile, mile post further here by saying, um, if the law could justify, we don't need Christ. And so we might be able to acknowledge, hey, well, the law could be a really high bar, but if it could save us, then that is the, that is the path. And sure, that might be kind of a bummer for everybody that the bar is really high. It might mean that not many people make it to heaven. And it would almost certainly mean that God isn't really as loving as I think we'd like to think he is if he sets the law bar so high that only the very few, the super elite holy, can make it over that bar. Uh, you know, since God can set the bar, if he really loves everybody, why would he set it so high? So in a, in a logical sense, it, it doesn't really jive with the idea of a loving God. But on the other hand, if Christ is the one who justifies, and more, more so, Christ is the one who justifies us from our more or less infinite sinful nature, then what, what's there for the law to do? What's, what, what can the law add to that? It's almost like if our sinful nature were looked at as sort of a, a continuum in the same way that um, you have a continuum of our life, we have a continuum of our existence, but just like there's a finite distance between the numbers zero and one, there is an infinite number of numbers between zero and one. And there's a finite nature to our existence, but there's still an infinite nature to our sinfulness. The very fact that we have a sinful nature is, a, is an almost infinitely unsolvable problem because it, it means that almost any moment, if we're not 100% purely on God's side for even a microsecond, then we've let sin enter into our lives. And if we are not perfect in that, righteousness then, then that tiny little increment uh, can cause us to, to sin and to fail. So Christ has to be infinitely able to erase our sin. And anything that's infinitely able to do something, well, you can't add a number to infinity because it's still infinity. So there's no real point for the law to, to have in terms of justifying us. So that begs the question, well, what what then is the law there for? I mean, what good is it? And Paul goes on then to kind of explain that later on here in these uh, verses in, uh, in uh, 19 and on, where he talks about how Christ died and it was the law that specified that that had to happen. The law basically specified that Christ had to die. And so it's not that the law on its own does anything, but the law is kind of the framework under which our salvation can be had. And so that's really where the law comes in here. There must be something to satisfy that we're unable to satisfy and that only Christ can satisfy if there is to be a salvation given to us by Christ. And that's, that's the purpose of the law. It's needed it's necessary. It's absolutely a, a part of it. That's why we say it's law and gospel, not law or gospel. But um, 
the law does not do the justifying. It merely draws the framework for it. So uh, I hope that um, you have a, a, a blessed All Saints Day and that um, you take joy in remembering those who have passed before us into, into, their, um, into their glory with our Lord, among them our sister Pat. And, uh, and I hope that you had a very happy and wonderful Reformation Day and that uh, you got lots of candy and very little lutefisk. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for these passages and for the understanding you give to us, revealing the purpose of your law and your gospel, your law and your grace. And uh, ask that you give us wisdom and understanding as we go forward to remembering why they exist and that both are important, but knowing that we really belong to you because Christ loved us and he gave us salvation and that through him, you loved us and gave us our salvation. Through that, we ask for forgiveness of our sins. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have a great day, everybody.